everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. We can't see our reflection in running water. It's only in still water that we can see. I love that. That's from Mind Change Method, which is a beautiful Instagram account that I follow. Actually, I am going to have her on the podcast here in the future. Uh, Just wonderful thing to think about when we're so busy in life that uh, it's really hard to reflect on things when you're on the go constantly. And sometimes we just need to sit back and reflect. It got me thinking the other day, we talk a lot about sleep and making sure we get enough sleep and how it affects our immune system, how it affects our our brain and mental capacity. It's all so true. And it is so important. But it's also important to rest. And this is something that I do often. Sometimes I I don't nap um, and I do get enough rest or sleep, I should say. But sometimes I just have to sit down and rest. And there's different types of rest. I was just reading about this. There's seven different. Number one, physical rest, which we get that. Sometimes you just have to sit down and not do anything and just lay there. And if you need to take a nap, take a nap. Another kind is mental rest. You know, my brain is like constantly working. A lot of times I feel like I'm a hamster in a wheel and sitting back and not thinking about anything, maybe watching a mindless show on HGTV or something is so beneficial. There is nothing wrong with you just relaxing or or meditating. There's some great apps out there. One of my favorites is Abide. It's a Christian meditation app. It's wonderful. And it just helps you relax and get deep in prayer and have your moments with God. Spiritual rest is another one. Finding finding a place in your uh, spiritual rest that helps give you a sense of peace and meeting your relationship with Christ. That's a big one. Emotional rest, not having to think about too much involved with strong feelings or this or that because they they can really pull in some emotional triggers sometimes creative rest for a lot of people this is a big one maybe taking some time to journal write things down and explore some of the thoughts that are going on in your mind that can be a big help something i just did a little deep dive into learning about and now i want to start journaling sensory rest is another one um, a good thing I've read is to get maybe a weighted blanket and an eye mask to just try to decompress in a different way. Social rest, maybe it's all about just spending quiet time by yourself. And all of those things can play such a such a deep role in the way we rest. So, you know, just breaking it down can be helpful. I am going to rest today and find different ways to make sure it's just you can't you can't pour from an empty cup is the bottom line and i i really think 
it's a big deal to make sure we never get down on ourselves for resting. There's a million things to do. They'll get done one day at a time. Well, today I'm uh, excited to share Annie F. Downs, best-selling author, sought-after speaker. She's a very, very su- successful podcast host in Nashville, and she has a bunch of great guests on. It's That Sounds Fun podcast, and she has a new book entitled The Same, That Sounds Fun. And we're talking about the book today. We're talking about fun. She's a huge fan of uh, just laughing and connecting with people soccer she loves sports and she tells some great great stories on her podcast and she's with us today very excited to share with her you can read more about her on her website it's anniefdowns.com and i hope you love the conversation today you can get the book wherever books are sold and let's have some fun hopefully this inspires you to go out and have some fun. I learned through this podcast that in talking to Annie that fun doesn't always equate to being funny and being goofy. Because when I think of fun, sometimes I just think of goofiness and, you know, being silly. And fun can be a variety of things and making sure you carve that out in your life. So here we go. Here is Annie F. Downs. Annie, you know, it it's probably a lot like your podcast, but I'm sure there's so much in the book that opens up to us to a whole new world. Can you kind of tell us about the book and why you wrote it? Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Okay, Sarah, here's the thing. You know this from the job you do as well that you're so great at is that there's this thing that everyone sees and experiences day to day that they see you online, they hear you in podcast and radio. And so they know you, but there's also things going on under the surface in the rest of your life that maybe it's, you don't have time to talk about right now. It's too fresh to talk about right now. And and that is kind of how I my books is I have podcasts. I have an Instagram. I have all these ways that I'm public every day. And then when I'm sitting and writing is when I'm kind of processing through the rest of what's going on in my life and in my heart. And with that sounds fun, the book, it, it really came from having all these conversations with people on my podcast where the last question I always ask is what sounds fun to you. And people started giving me these wildly mm. varied answers. And then I started going, yeah, what sounds fun to me? If I, I don't know about you, but I'm trying to always like kind of pay attention to, to the questions that are buzzing around me because that's usually telling me what to write about. And so I, I started sitting down and writing and working through what was going on in my life, as well as working through these external questions and conversations I was having with my guests and people they were coming up to me at restaurants and churches and, and airports and talking to me about their fun. And I put all that together. And that's really where the book came from is learning like, man, it is important to prioritize fun. We've quit doing that. Why have we quit doing that? And how do we get it back? Yeah. I mean, because really not a lot of people talk about it. I will tell you, I sometimes I get into like serious mode and my co-host is the goofball. I mean, he's yeah. always making a joke and always... But he also has this like unique way of his own fun. And it really has opened up me to a whole new world of, well, I can do that. I was reading something yeah. earlier about how Lucille Ball, I love her, that she, she never thought she was funny. And I was like, what? She's like, no, she gave a lot of credit to the writers of the show. And but the people around her did think she was funny. I think there's a part of us that's like, well, I'm just not that fun. I'm not as 
fun as they are. <laughs> but we all yeah. have it inside of us, right? Yes, because it, well, the rea- people say that to me all the time, Sarah. Moms will say, I'm not the fun mom. Or my guy friends will say, I'm too busy. I'm not fun. I've got to work. And, and the reality is you were really fun when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's fun when they're seven. Right. Because you and, and people say, I don't know how to find fun. And I'm like, well, you did when you were seven. <laughs> like if you had an hour and you said you were bored, your mom would say, sorry, there's a lot you can do around here. Right. And you would figure out a way to have fun. And so everyone who says to me, I'm not a fun person. What what they're actually saying is my personality doesn't look the way that I think fun personalities look. And I have lost the fun that I had as a kid. And that map leads them to believe they're not a fun person. Whereas I would sit down and do what I jokingly call fun coaching and go like, well, what does sound fun to you? Because if it is fun to you, I believe you. Sometimes we just need people to believe us when we say what sounds fun, even if it isn't cool or big or loud or wild or traditionally fun. Like, Let's just believe each other and see if that brings more fun to your life. And it's okay to be goofy. I I think I was reading something where you said you love to sing in the car. You love to sing along with the artists. I think sometimes we're like, well, I'm an adult. I need to have my adult face on. And I've tried to work on the last couple of years. It's okay to be a goofball sometimes. Yeah, of course. Of course that's okay. I mean, my personality is way more naturally silly than a lot of my friends. But it's also okay to be a fun person and not be goofy, right? Like there are a Mm -hmm. lot of my friends who I think are incredibly fun and have found ways to have a lot of fun in their life, but they wouldn't call themselves goofy. And I think that's great. I think it is so important. I mean, that's why one of the parts of the subtitle says the power of falling in love. It is so powerful to be truly you and to love the things that you love and not feel pressure to become this version of fun or funny that you think the world needs you to be. Mm, That is so good. So I like to think of it like fun as medicine, just like laughter as medicine, you know, that type of thing. How do you find that fun version in you then? Oh, that, I mean, I could not agree with you more that I think fun is an important, is medicine, it's an important discipline. And so, you know, the, the tips I always give are start by literally putting a 30-minute window on your calendar any day this week, a 30-minute window, and just call it fun. And say to yourself, I'm going to have fun in this window of time. Because what will happen, Sarah, is every day leading up to that, you're going to be thinking about that and think, yeah, what do I do for fun? (laughs) What am I going to do in that 30-minute window? And the reason that is an important practice to try is because then when you go, well, I guess that sounds fun to me, whatever the thing is, playing ping pong or, you know, another sport, cooking, sewing, uh, being outside, reading, whatever it is. After you ask yourself what sounds fun to me, the next most important question is why. Well, why does that sound fun to you? So, Sarah, let me ask you, what sounds fun to you? Mm. No, that's good. I Right? Sometimes relaxing just sounds fun to me. Does that count? <laughs> Yes, of course. But tell me why. Why does that sound fun to you? You know what? Because I'm so busy. And if I could just relax, it would allow me to decompress. But also going and playing tennis sounds fun to me, too. So, you know, riding my Peloton, that is fun to me. I mean, you're right. I don't think about that enough. What would be fun? It's a really good exercise once you throw it back at you. Because, you know, and the relaxing thing tells me a lot. I mean, it tells me that you need to make space on your calendar for that. And that if, 
the problem is if we aren't rested, we won't have fun. Because the in the hierarchy of our lives, we have to sleep more than we have to have fun. And if we don't feel rested, we will never put, if you don't put rest on your calendar, you'll never put fun on your calendar because mm. you need to have that first. And so you're, you actually do need to find time to relax so that you will have everything you need to play tennis. Yeah, you know what? You're so right. I just, I talked about that on our morning show this morning, how I scheduled brainstorming time. If, yeah. I, if I don't put it and write it down that I need to do this, it doesn't usually happen. And I, I gave myself 20 minutes the other day. I set the timer and I said, this is my brainstorming session. And I got more out of that 20 minutes than I have in a really long time. So that's really good advice. I feel Your like calendar can be an absolute gift and companion when you are trying to get everything done that you want to get done. Don't just say, yes, we're going to have fun this weekend. Or yes, Tuesday night, we're going to have fun. Literally say from 7 to 7.30, we are going to have fun. And then sit around the table with the people you live with, the people you love, the people you spend your life with, and figure out what that means. I love that. And do you think a little bit that, I know 2020, we've said it before, is super rough. But there's parts of me that have found fun that came out of 2020, like playing more board games with my family, doing puzzles, like little things. Like, do you think a part of having fun is finding a hobby or something that really is just your thing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, literally on the cover of the book, it says the joys of being an amateur, the power of falling in love and why you need a hobby. I really believe that. And I think 2020 did uh, uh, did cause a lot of pain and change and trauma and sadness. And it, it gave us a couple of blessings, too. And one of those is realizing what you already have, mm-hmm. right? Instead of spending a year getting more things, we spend a year realizing what we already have. And now, how do we find fun in this life that we already have? You're right. It's board games. It's puzzles. It's cooking new recipes. I mean, I have so many friends whose kids learned how to cook things during the during 2020 and into 2021 because they, they had to find something fun to do. So they started teaching their kids how to make cookies, right? I mean, there's right. so much fun to be had in the life that you have right now when we can't travel as easily because of budget or because of COVID or because of our schedule. What can you do in your life? That will bring you joy. I, I think there are already things there that don't look like a big, expensive trip. Oh, absolutely. So what? So what is fun to you? <gasps> Thank you for asking. It always feels so kind when someone asks me back. <laughs> so what sounds fun to me? I Well, what sounds fun to me today is my nails look terrible, like they've grown out. And I really <laughs> want nails that match the book cover since the book just released this week. <laughs> and so that sounds really fun to get an artist to do nails that match my book cover. So that's what sounds fun to me today. I love it. I love it. And I have to say, I think it's good. It it reminded me when I was listening to you on a different podcast when you were talking about just friendships and how you started the podcast because I wanted to share my friends and when my friends make friends with other friends, like that's such a gift. That's actually why I started this podcast. I was just finding I was having so many amazing conversations with people. I I wanted the same thing. It was like, it was like, if I could explain my podcast and why I started it, you did it when you said that, yeah. the friendships yeah. and going down. And I think there's so much with the fun and friendships and carving out yeah. time 
it's something this year I'm like, I need to do and focus on this more, you know, and maybe it's not like all my friends, but what are some of the things we can do to build on these friendships in like what you're talking about with fun? Well, I think part of it is you tell the truth and just say to people, hey, I would love to hang out with you. This just happened to me here in town because one of my friends married a girl that did not live in Nashville before they got married. And so she just moved here. And and so I just texted her and I sent her a voicemail and I said, hey, I know we just met, but I think you're really fun. And I would love to go on a walk at some point. And and so, that I mean, it is just saying to people, hey, I want to have fun and I want you to be part of that fun. And just inviting people in, be the one who goes first. You don't have to wait for someone else to invite you. Give them the gift of going second. You go first and tell people, this is what sounds fun to me. Do you want to go with me? There are a lot of people who are just waiting for an invitation to have fun and will absolutely respond when you invite them. That's so good because I do. I get nervous being the first person to throw things out sometimes because I'm always like, well, what if they can't? Like, like, what if they are, you know, do you ever get nervous about that? Are you just like, you know what, if they can't, they can. Oh, of course there. I mean, no one wants to be rejected. You know, like no one likes the idea of sending out an idea into the world and no one responding to it. But it's going to happen, right? But, yeah. but for the two times that happens, the three times that you get to do something fun with people that you love, what a win, mm-hmm. right? And if you add, it, that math works out for me. for the good times I do get to have, it makes up for the times where I feel embarrassed or rejected. And in the end, Sarah, the other thing that I am learning and that I want us all to learn and feel freedom is like, I love being Annie. I love being me. And so I, I'm, I am not perfect. I'm a sinner. I have troubles. I go to, I am in counseling because I need and love having someone help me with my emotional and mental health. So it's not that I'm perfect or always easy to be around. But my gosh, I'm the only Annie like me mm-hmm. on this whole planet. And so and so uh, the fun that I have, I can invite my friends into, but their response to that does not change how I feel about me because I am a fun Annie to be around. And I so love that. If we can all just fall in love with how God made us, and as I continue to work toward that, I'm realizing that people respond to that, but when they don't, it does not change me. Mm, amen. That is such great advice. So... That sounds fun. The book. What do you want people to get out of it when they read it? And it's cool. I, I read that if you're an audio book uh, listener, you actually read the audio book. I love that when the writer actually reads oh, the book. yeah. You just have to, right? I think it's <sighs> so much more fun when, when to get to read the book myself because it's my story. So much yes. of that sounds fun are really personal stories about my parents leaving the land that I grew up on and moving to a totally different part of town and, and what I experienced in that loss. Right. So yes, of course I read the audiobook. I just absolutely loved reading it. Uh, my hope for people who read this book, I mean, of course I want them to share it with their friends. I want people to get in book clubs and read through this together and work through this together. But I would love to see like craft stores running out of supplies. Mm. And kitchen stores running out of supplies and sports equipment stores running out of things because everyone is realizing that they they want a hobby and they found their thing and they're willing to invest a little bit into it. I would love to see some of our local stores in our town have big requests for people to, for more puzzles and for more board games and for more card decks. You know, like I would love to see our friends listening and the people who read the book really go out and find a hobby 
Oh, that's motivation. I know it's going to be motivating. I'm asking everyone to name three things that they're thankful for this year as well. I'm starting to do a gratitude journal this year, and I think it's such a good exercise. I'm sure you would agree. So if you had to say three things that you're thankful for, what would they be? Yeah, well, today is my, uh, we call her a chief Annie officer, the person who works most closely with me. Today is her birthday, and so I'm just so thankful she was born. She is just such an important part of our team. So I'm really thankful for her specifically today. Uh, I'm really thankful for my family and the way I was raised. It was not perfect, but they they did their best and we all did our best. And, and when you write a book that talks so much about your childhood, you end up thinking about it a lot. So I've been really grateful for that. And it's sunny today and it's been really cold. I live in Nashville and it's been really cold lately and it's sunny today and not cloudy. And, and so even as I'm getting to talk to you, I'm looking out these four windows in my podcast studio and just so enjoying that it's beautiful outside. So those are my top three today. Oh, I love it. And I'm very excited to read the book. It's That Sounds Fun. You can listen to Annie and all her amazing friends that she has on the podcast. That Sounds Fun as well. You can get the book wherever it's sold. Annie, it's been such a blessing to talk with you today. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Annie. Hope you enjoyed Annie. What a great way and what a great reminder to have some fun in our lives. If you liked this episode, I would love for you to go back and search some of the previous episodes. We have conversations with Bob Goff, Rabbi Jason Sobel, Dallas Jenkins from The Chosen. He's the creator. Also, just a variety of different conversations I've had with some great, great people. I hope you would love. If you like the podcast, it would mean so much if you could like it, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts, comment. It would be awesome. You can also check out more content and some recipes and some fun stuff I've put together on my website at conversationswithsarah.com.